Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Happy Monday. Welcome to Red Men News. I am Ross Chanley, joined today by the first time, Miss Amy Lawrence. Amy, how are we? I'm all right. I'm all right. Surviving. You? Yeah, we all are, yeah. No trips to Durham this weekend. You stay um, I was thinking about it, but then I decided against it last minute. Yeah, because you would, wouldn't you? Um, I have no kids either, so I have no need to. Okay, but yeah, <laughs> we'll move on. Um, today is the anniversary of Istanbul and also of Rome in 77. Um, I've got a, a, a sheet here from uh, the Daily Mirror. Um, just carrying a briefly talking about you know Istanbul, what it means to him. Um, he said uh, it's really one of those words, isn't it? He says, it's not a question, it's a statement of fact. It's funny how those great European triumphs are known by a city everywhere they took place. As a kid, for me, it was Rotterdam with Everton, Rome, 77, United of Barcelona. Um, not the buying game, but Barcelona. Um, so I just want to ask you at home, how old were you? And what are your memories of Istanbul? Um, and get them in the, co- in the comments below and Tom's going to collect them. We'll, we'll say some of the best at the end. But Amy, where were you? What do you remember of it? Um, Did you watch it? Very little. I didn't know. I was five years old and all I just had zero attention span at that time of my life. I've since grown. I can I can handle a full 90 minutes of football now, so that's great. Um, but I sort of do remember, obviously my brother and my dad are massive Liverpool fans, so they'd have been watching it because they were old enough to sort of understand what was going on. I had absolutely no idea. But I do sort of remember the sort of buzz around it and just the just the, the craziness of, of the game in hand. And obviously since watching it back now than I can actually remember, it's just, it, it was a true spectacle and, and something I don't think you'll forget. And I can't believe it's 15 years ago. Like, that's crazy. I, I'm 15, so now I feel dead old. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like it feels like yesterday as well, but it's, it clearly wasn't. Um, no. But yeah, 15 years. Let us know where you were when you watched it, what you remember, um, your favourite memories of it. Um, moving on, Timo Werner and Jurgen Klopp have held a virtual meeting in recent Ooh. weeks. Transfer talk. This is from the Evening Standard. Uh, Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp has held a virtual meeting with Timo Werner, um, obviously of Leipzig. We speak about him every day on the news. Uh, however, the links to Anfield being persistent and stand sports understands mm-hmm. that German international is one of Klopp's targets for the transfer when it reopens. Um, Amy, you obviously not spoke about this, and I have. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've mentioned <laughs> Liverpool is too in. But I suppose it's it's encouraging that. Like Klopp's having a word with him because it's been it's been kind of put on hold with the coronavirus of like will Liverpool make yeah. transfers? Will we do this? The price and all this stuff, but the fact that you know, as the report says, um, Klopp's keeping in touch with him is a positive, and he's not he's not taking into Blackpool. He's like he's tapping people up via Zoom or via Skype now, isn't he? Yeah. 
Well, it might be the new way forward, you never know. But I think, it, yeah, it's definitely positive. And I think we all know that we've been sort of wondering about this for ages. It's literally been 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 talking about non-stop. So it, it's definitely positive. Whether it's happened or not, I'd like to think it probably has happened at least once, whether it was formal or, in, or informal. But as you said, it's... I think the transfer situation is so difficult just because with Corona, financially, everything's just so up in the air. So it's kind of hard to say 100% whether something's going to happen. I mean, I hope it does because to me, it looks like he's sort of planning for life after the front three. Obviously, Werner being a lot younger than the, the, the three we already have at the moment. But maybe it's just a matter of when and if it's possible. I, I mean, I hope it is. But I think it probably happened in the later months of this year and, and, and not soon. Yeah, the other point is Neil Jones made a really good point on the Newsroom podcast last week. And it's like a PR move for clubs. So I'm guessing it's going to be like chess. You know, if you just said like, <coughs> excuse me, you're going to furlough staff and then you go out and spend £50 million. Mm. It's not a great look for the club. So maybe it's a case of Liverpool might see to see what Manchester United do or Arsenal. Yeah. They start making movements, then Liverpool go right, Sam, we'll, we'll go next. Yeah, I definitely think it's, it saves their back as well because I know there's a massive uh, sort of uproar about the whole, the whole furlough scheme and then to go and throw that amount of money at, at a player would, would have think upset a lot of people as well. So I think it maybe is it's sort of like a, a Mexican standoff who makes, the, who makes the move first and I don't know whether it's better if someone else makes it before we do. You could look at it that way, but I think it's definitely not going to happen soon. It's definitely going to be... In, in a few months' time, for sure. Cool. Uh, we'll move on. Someone else that might be coming to Liverpool is Man City star Leroy Sané. Um, I think this was brought up last week on the news um, after after he was linked by by Build. I think reported it, but someone else has had their say on it. Amy, um, let me find. Yeah, it was Build last week. Liverpool said that um, they're interested in Sané and they take him there. But oh, this is really slow. Danny Mills wow. um, has had. Yeah, um, we've seen. He actually lives near me, which is quite crazy. Okay. Yeah. You're telling me he's a twat from all of us, don't um, <laughs> He said, we've seen players do far worse. It's not Manchester United, it's Liverpool, or Leeds, Manchester United. The rivalry is not of that ilk. Um, <laughs> so basically saying that Sonny could make his, his move to Liverpool. Like, I'd love him, because he's frightened to yeah. shit on me every time Liverpool play him. And, you know, he's got the raw pace, talent, skill. OK, he's had his injuries and stuff like that. But, you know, you just mentioned the front three there, Amy. You know, you've got Sonny coming in. Okay, maybe not not right now, but you know, two three years time, if he's starting for you week in week out, you know, it's not a bad replacement if one of the front no. three comes in a couple of years, is it? No, hundred percent not. I, I've always um, really valued him as a player. He's just lightning quick, absolutely lightning, and and we have players that are already fast, and if you can build up that sort of mentality and and skill on top of that, I think it, it's perfect. I do think I agree with the whole. When Danny Mills says it's not the same rivalry, obviously it doesn't go back as far, but I think it's definitely still a rivalry. I think even if you look at when when Sterling left and joined them, if you're flipping it round, there's still a bit of animosity there. So I kind of don't agree with that. But yeah, you would you wouldn't sell any Liverpool player to Manchester City right now, would you? No, I don't. I I think a lot of people would be uh, upset about that and have a little bit of animosity towards the player that, that left for sure. So I think I don't see that any different if if one of our players left Man United or Everton. I think it would be in the same ballpark just because of recently in recent years how competitive the two us and Man City have got with each other. I think it would still be as painful as if he was to go anywhere else. 
Yeah, uh, let us know your thoughts on that in the comments and any subjects we've spoken about so far. Um, next story, Amy, is uh, well, it's quite controversial. This um, the Atletico Madrid match is linked to 41 deaths in Merseyside hospitals. Um, obviously, yeah. there was an investigation that went into this, and I think it's I think it's the Sunday Times. Yeah, an investigation with Sunday Times has shed light on some of the government decisions, the crisis. Now, there's there's several layers to this, Amy, and I know loads yeah. of people don't don't like politics mixed up with football so like i don't mean to do this but you know they said it was safe to, to go ahead before the game which is why liverpool fans turned up i believe liverpool turned around and said that they wanted to stop the game but i think you also uefa said watch well, you know this game needs to go ahead and we saw all the games yeah. that we, it was yeah dortmund was behind closed doors a couple of the games got cancelled and stuff like that it just just goes shows the the negligence i think doesn't it it's just yeah which is shame that people you know <laughs> gone out to go and watch a game of football because they were told it was safe to go and do so I did sort of think at the time, I think either a few days before or on the actual day when you actually start seeing these fans come into the city, I did kind of think like, okay, is this actually still still going to go ahead sort of thing? Because I think everyone's a bit um and iron. And at the time, it didn't really feel like the right decision, in in my opinion anyways, just because... The Madrid fans would go to their own game. Yeah. Is it okay for them to fly? Yeah, exactly. I think it, it... Many people, I think many people at that time probably didn't understand the whole severity of the coronavirus, like how we're looking at it now and how it was a few weeks ago. I don't think anyone really anticipated how big it would have been. But I think equally, there should have been a decision made that sort of looked at that, looked at what it might look like in a few weeks time, in a few months time, in fact. And I think someone probably needs to take responsibility for this because at the end of the day, 41 people have died as a result, as a potential result of this happening. So someone probably needs to take responsibility for it. And then an investigation as to sort of the reasons for and against why that game sort of took place and that amount of fans came over because it was. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It was a hell of a lot of them. Well, not just that game either. It was a Cheltenham Festival, which went ahead as well. Yeah. 
I think it was 37 people who have been linked to that one as well. You know, so it's, it's yeah. just numbers all around. Um, moving on, the Premier League clubs to resume contact training as government released new guidelines. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Started group sessions last week, but obviously there's been um, under new guidelines released today. Sports teams are now permitted to train larger groups as phase two of the UK government's plans was announced. Um, just another, another positive move, I suppose, Amy, is, you know, it's encouraging us as fans and because of, you know, what we yeah. do, you, your podcast and stuff, we'll come to the women's stuff a little bit later. But also as a, as a fan, I'm just kind of having some encouragement. It's going to be fine. These players are tested regularly. I think there's two, I think it was two negative tests that came back at the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, on, on a scale of things where I think there's just under a thousand people tested, you know, it's it's not that bad. So for them to go up and, and kind of build the sport and we, we knew this was going to happen, didn't we? We knew it wasn't going to be like, Right back into full training, off you go. It's right. It's safe to do this for a couple of days. We'll build yeah. up as it goes, and it's good to see these these measures. You know, compared to the last story, measures are now being yeah. taken to, for the safety of the players. Yeah, hundred percent. I think this is it's definitely a step that needed to be taken because you need that contact to replicate games on on the pitch and in, and in real life. And it's sort of getting the players that next step to get them back to speed to sort of then get into the game whenever that comes back I think as long as it's safe and as long as these tests are regularly being done I don't I don't see it an issue but I think safety does come first and if and if these players keep getting tested and, and coming back negative I think there's there's no reason why it can't it can't go ahead and then the next step after that is to I mean, I, pre- I presume it's a whole training for most of the time. I think it's not splitting off into into little groups anymore. So, I think if it was to restart next month, as as it's been penciled in for, this step definitely needs to happen. And then hopefully, again, it's positive, and the next step further keeps going on as well. Yeah, hope so. Um, neutral venues are also back on the cards. There's a series of meetings this week. Um, one of which is on Thursday. I think there's one tomorrow as well. Um, but obviously, said they're going to take neutral venues off the cards. According to this, in the Daily Mail, says Premier season could be finished using a combination of venues. A proposal to use home, away, and or neutral venues is back on the agenda. Uh, all 20 clubs are discussing the idea. Thursday's project restart meeting. Uh, there'll also be a vote proposed on financial settlement with the broadcasters. Uh, Amy, what's your opinion on the neutral venue stuff? Because I suppose as a Liverpool fan, because we're so close to winning the title, it doesn't mm. really matter. But also, as a Liverpool fan, we are, we know what what effect playing at home can have. And I know the fans won't be there, so it won't be the same. But mentally, yeah. you, know, you play football quite a lot as well. If, uh, going into your home dressing room, being in yeah. your, your surroundings and stuff like that, it all adds to the psychological effect of like getting you in, in the right frame of mind to go and win a football game, doesn't it? And it's more important for the probably relegation sides. Yeah. I know a lot of the, the the lower teams when this first got announced were pretty much 100% against it. And I think home home crowds and home just stadium does genuinely make such a difference. And they, they say it the 12th fan for a reason, as well as talking about the fans being there. I think it's difficult, but ultimately security, I think when, when the league sort of gets back going is going to be an issue because there are going to be the fans that want to go to all of these games and whether they're allowed in or not, they'll congregate outside. So I think that's an issue that if you were to carry on having all these games at the stadiums that they're supposedly supposed to be in, I think it would be difficult. So security-wise, it makes more sense. But equally from a fan's perspective, I think it's gutting because for us, you want to win the league at home. You want to have that sort of atmosphere in your city and, and just the excitement around it. And as you say, the relegation teams, the home crowds make such a difference and it could it could be the difference with them getting relegated or not. So there's definitely positive and negative for both of them. I just, 
I can't see how they're going to sort of get all these these cogs together and make it work, in all honesty. No, we'll have to wait and see if I know. But the Bologna has been pretty good, so maybe you can take some um, examples from them and, and go mm-hmm. for um, final story before we get to your comments, Amy, you brought this up this morning when you texted me. Uh, Courtney yeah. Stringkirk is leaving Liverpool Football Club, which was a bit of a shock to me because not this season, the season before, she was top scorer, I'm right, Anna. Yeah. And this yeah. season, I'm right in saying she's only got one. Yeah. And that was in the cup as well. Was it? Yeah. Is it's... it top or is it just... Um, I think we had such high expectations for her coming into this season just because she was incredible the season before, scoring overhead kicks and everything. So she was on form. But something this season just did not click. I don't know whether it was in terms of the style because we started playing a little bit more with the number 10 and then um, number 10 playing further up and then with Rachel Furness coming in and then Kirstie Lynette was sort of playing that role as well. So I don't know whether the style didn't suit her or just that she wasn't the player that we we thought she was in a way. And I know that's, that's not nice to say, but it was just such a complete polar opposite from the season before to this season. But she's... Done, she's um, played 11 games this season in the league and not not had any return in terms of goals. So that makes you a little bit worried because she was our sort of outlet for, for so long. But not just the fact that she's left, I'm worried because if you know what you don't know, Liverpool are in a relegation battle at the bottom of the table, whether the league goes ahead or not. I'm worried that she's gone and what effect that might have on other players making a decision in terms of everyone sort of dissipating. That's that's the main concern that I have at the moment. But I think the decision needs to be made about the league and then I think we'll start seeing what sort of shape's taking place in terms of next season. So where we're up to now, there's no decision being made on the Women's League at all? No, there's been no <coughs> formal decision made, but I think what is happening is the FA is still congregating with all of the teams in the league to try and come to a decision. But I think a decision needs to be made soon so either teams can start preparing for when the league gets back into action and they have a date to look forward to or they can start preparing for the season after. And if you're getting relegated or if if you're getting promoted, that's the preparation for the season after is huge. So I think the decision needs to be made soon on that. Cool. Uh, People want more content on the women's uh, football team. Maybe where can they find that? Uh, RMTV Women's Podcast on YouTube. Just go and search it up. We've got loads of different videos going out at the moment. So, just YouTube. Oh, we got everything: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Acast. Do I need to say any more? No, it's all at RMTV Women's <laughs> If you just search that, then you'll find. Yeah. Uh, Lauren and Amy. Right, so some of your comments. Istanbul, Stephen Somerville. Uh, strangely, didn't watch Istanbul live. I was only six at the time. Uh, in bed, my parents and uncle going mad when Dudak see the penalty. Rob D said he was 27, sat watching with Man United fan. Uh, <laughs> you got this at half time, I'm sure we did. Uh, Ali, Anthony, Gamo, uh, Gamiel. Sorry, I can't pronounce that. Um, I remember my dad told me back when they were 3 0 down to go to sleep and I ignored him. The best decision of my life. I was 10 years old. Good decision. Uh, Rebecca McCarthy, I was eight. I remember being on holiday in Turkey at the time. Uh, a, few, a few hours from Istanbul. I very good remember I was watching it in a bar because my brother was a massive fan. George Fuller said he was 10 at 3 0 down at half time. He went to bed crying his eyes out. His uh, dad came in a full time said it was 3 3. And dude actually had the last pen. Oh, how cutting is that? Uh. Never go to bed at half time, you know that by yeah. now. Uh, Joe Matthews, as a young lad, sat in the living room, obviously beanbag, mug, scarf, shirt, and my main memories and the tears after the second goal, the third goal, half time, when everything was leading to penos. I was a wreck. Yeah, I think we pretty much all were. Um, on Team Averna, David Coleman says, I want Team as an addition, not as a replacement. I'd hate to see any of the Holy Trinity sold. It's a good point, actually, isn't it, Amy? Every time yeah. a lot of people speak about this, it's like, you know, 
is he a replacement for such and such? Is he this? Is he that? Well, we're shocking a different bracket now. We're a completely different team to what we were five, ten years ago. But let's just, you know, one for a better phrase, just fucking balls out and go. Actually, you know, we're having all, we're having four people here. Yeah. And you know, I mean, three, four games, sorry, two, three games a week, you get more out of a Manny, Firmino, and Salah. If you can just yeah. say, like, you're not playing the Carabao Cup or whatever this week. Yeah. Who's on it? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a, a replacement. I just think it's if you have the ability to strengthen the squad in that way, I don't think there's any reason why you shouldn't take it. And as you said, we're aiming to be in loads of different competitions at all points of the year. So if you have someone that can come in when a, a Mane or a Salah isn't fully fit and you have someone of Timo Vela's calibre to come in, I, I, I wouldn't see why you'd take that opportunity. But... Like the front three, I don't think you can necessarily replace them. That they've they've been amazing ever since they got here. But to have someone that can sort of add sort of more firepower to it, I, as I said, I don't see why you wouldn't sort no. of snatch that up. No, it does make me concern for team uh, or team of Werner. There's a Divock Regan, Shakiri, in that sense if he came in because I think their game time will go down. Um, yeah. Schneid says team of Werner is overrated. Mark my words. Okay. Fair enough. Remember that. Um, Sani Stevenson says, Imagine having Sani as your backup for the front three if he needs rest. Similar to Timo Werner, you've got Leroy Sani. Imagine if, if you're a defender and Manny's been running at you for 70 minutes and then Sani comes on. Like, you just, just what, what would be the point? What's yeah. the point? Uh, done. Uh, and lastly, on the women's, Rob D says, Amy, any thoughts on how they should end the women's league? <coughs> Excuse me. This, this is so difficult because it's difficult to answer I feel like gender, isn't it? Because Liverpool are Liverpool second from bottom or bottom? We're bottom. Okay. So if the league gets gets scrapped and or if the, I think they're doing it off this is it PPE or is that am I getting confused with something else? Predicted stuff. I think PPE is the equipment. Not PPE. <laughs> okay. No, no the, loves Amy. No. No, um doing it off like predicted points and either way we'd still be bottom. So I think the only well, the two ways that Liverpool would be safe would be if the league gets void, completely scrapped, and we start again next season, which I highly doubt is going to happen. Or if we get to play, because there's eight games left to play, you can completely turn that around. The bottom four teams are so close. I think there's only like one or two points in between them. So eight games is a long is a long stretch of, of time to be able to sort of win games, build yourself up again. So I would personally like the league to finish just because I love football and I want to keep watching it and I don't want to see my team sort of get relegated in a way. Um, but I think there's not enough money in the women's game to be able to do these tests every single week. That's the main issue. And if if safety and security is not sort of thought after and um, prioritised, I don't I don't see a way that they can sort of carry on. Yeah, don't know, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, there you go then. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you very much for joining us on the news. Very first time. Very well done. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with more news. Don't forget this afternoon is the return of the Football Manager stream. Chris is doing very well. Um, did he win? Did he, I think he won most of his games last week. I oh, know he drew with, drew with Leicester. Catch up on it on the main Redmond channel. We'll be back at 10 to 4. We'll see you then. Ta-ra. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.